in the motherfucking suburbs with it. Raw, bing, bow, bah. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on? Prepare yourself for some ignorant shit, nigga. Welcome to a brand new episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I am your host, McFly. Like always, you can find us at the Burbs Network. Um, we got a special guest in the building today. Um, before we get into that, uh, my apologies for not being a weekly thing. You know, stuff getting away. <laughs> Easy releases, other recordings. Listen, 2021, the Burbs Network will be on a full schedule. I promise you this. But, till then, 
You gonna get them when you gonna get them. <laughs> but I think I'm making up for me missing last week. This week, what is this special guest we got in the building? Like Miss Ebony, Ebony Tate. Yeah, yeah, Ebony Tate. Hey, where can they find you at? You can find me on all social media as Ebony Tates. Real simple, E B O N Y T A T E S. So we're going to start this interview off with, who is Ebony Tate? Mm. I am an actor and creative, aspiring writer from Pontiac, Michigan. That's dope. Yeah. Because I be hitting people with that, and they don't be like, they be like, what you mean? Yeah. Oh, really? And you had that. Like, that. <laughs> I know who I am. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so what got you into acting? Okay. All right, so it all started in church. Okay. I grew up um, as a cogent kid. I was a part of a very active youth department. Um, when I say I was in church from Sunday to Sunday, I'm I'm not over and exaggerating. Like, the church bus used to pick me up from school. That's wild. And go to church. And we put on productions. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We did homework, and we rehearsed. Hour after hour, I probably wouldn't even get home to about 10 o'clock. So, I kind of feel like I was raised to do this, this acting thing. So, you built for this? Yeah, like, I'm I'm built for this. Okay. Yeah, no complaints at all. Hours, the work ethic, like, it it was almost like it was destined to happen like this. Okay. Yeah. So, um, starting off doing plays and stuff like that. What do you prefer? Like, if you could have continued to doing, like, you know, doing higher level production plays, would you have done that? Or your thing was, you know what, this was good for me, but I'm built for this, the the next level of acting. So, I started in stage productions. Okay. But once I got a taste of film... I knew it. I knew Mm -hmm. it. My first experience, I knew it like, oh, this is it. This is what I want to do. This is where I'm supposed to be. So film it is. It's a a completely different experience. Like with stage, it's big. It's loud. You know what I'm saying? It's apparent. Mm -hmm. But with film, it's still. It's discernment. It's more focused. It's soft. You know, you don't have to be so loud with it. And um, shoot, I like the way I look on film too. So, hey, no, nah, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's how I knew. I knew from the experience mm-hmm. working behind the scene. And the thing is, with stage, you only got one time to do it right. Mm-hmm. And then with film, you you have the opportunity to take as many takes as the director give you to make it right. And I just feel more comfortable doing it that way, even though stage was also a very beautiful part of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, with growing up in the church and doing um, stage and stuff like that, can you sing? I can't sing. So um, why not choose a life of being a musician? Music is definitely a part of me. I absolutely love music. Mm-hmm. I am a music junkie. Like, when nobody is around, I am singing. When I am at home, I am singing. It's a really, like, literally a part of me, mm-hmm. but it's not my passion. You know what I'm saying? It's just a part of me, and I love it. Mm-hmm. But what drives me is being able to tap into somebody else, tap into being somebody on this paper and creating who they are from scratch. I like that better. Okay. I do feel like I am going to tap into singing eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I do look, feel like 2021 is the year for me to come out the closet with that. Okay. Not even just as an artist. It's just one of my goals to actually do a stage play and, like, sing. Okay. Um, I might have to write it myself. But, um, yeah. Well, listen, Tyler Perry, I think he retired from stage play, right? He'd probably come back. Listen. It's, you never know. It's an opening. It, it is. It's an opening. It's definitely an openness. I mean, it's an opening for everything right yeah. now. You could really, you literally can be whatever you want to be right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And right now, that's what I'm. I'm. I feel like I hold myself back a little bit when it comes to singing, mm-hmm. but um, I'm just not ready for it yet. But I'm. I'm preparing myself for it. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, growing up, would you say being an actor was that sh- your passion? Saying like, this is what I want to do from a youth to now. You knew this was you gonna do, or was it something else in between that? I knew that I wanted to be in entertainment. Okay, like my personality is what it is. You know okay. what I'm saying? I've always been a people person. I've always been like big. Okay. You know? So I knew that I wanted to be in entertainment. I just didn't know what, but I fell in love with radio first. So I went to school for journalism, mm-hmm. um, radio broadcast, and I went to Specs Howard. I went to Lawrence Technological University, and that actually opened the door for me to start modeling. Okay. So... It was a, it, it's kind of crazy because it it's been a journey. It's been a, a full transition within like the last 10 years to get me to the place that I am now. Mm-hmm. But um, acting opened the, acting as a child opened the door for me to start modeling. And mm-hmm. modeling opened the door for me to start professionally acting, if okay. that makes any sense. Yeah. Did I answer that question? I think, I think so. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, you said you wanted to do radio. Mm-hmm. Um, what got you out of it? Like you know, or you still you know, if the opportunity came, would if you- the opportunity came, I probably would take it. Okay, most most definitely. Um, I was doing a radio show with one of my really great friends, Big G. Shout outs to him. Um. I was actually brought in to do an interview and he loved me and he was like, yo, you want to do this with me? And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it together. And we like literally took off. We was like the number one internet radio show podcast in Detroit for like three years straight. And, um, I would definitely take that opportunity if it was to come my way. It's not really pressing for me right now, but, um, I find it to be very, very fun and relaxing. Like it feels very comfortable for me. I think I go back and forth with do I still want to do radio? Mm-hmm. So we started off with FG Radio, which was a podcast, but it was teaching us or it was giving us our own platform to become official radio. Mm-hmm. So then when we finally started doing radio at OU, it was just to me, it was like so many ropes and things you have to jump over and get through. It was just like, you know what? Yeah, that's the, you know, that's the behind the scenes part mm-hmm. of it. You know what I'm saying? It can't, it's like, it's a journey. Yeah. And you figure out who you are in the midst of what you want to do at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I also went through with, um, with radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of miss it. That's why I got back to doing podcasts. You missed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I just missed the, me being able to talk about anything. Yep. And entertaining people that way. So, so somebody hit me up like, yo, bro, you when you said that, I feel that 100%. So that's what I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave everything alone, but maybe just that factor of me wanting to be on radio, radio, I'm out. Yeah, it's an outlet. Yeah. Um, I, I'm an opinionated person, so it just felt right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's my opportunity to put my two cents on something. So, I get what you're saying. Most definitely. What's crazy is, uh, FG Radio, we had a uh, a segment called For Ladies Only. And Shelby Lee interviews you. I do not remember this. Look, this is ridiculous. At the end of this interview, I'm going to find this on the internet. On the, uh, oh, do we got video of this? No. Delete oh that. God. Delete all that. <laughs> We're going to find this. We're going oh. Yes, we have to find this. You ain't even right, for real. You might have to say you got the footage. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a full 360, because I think it's it was when you first started getting into acting. And you and Shelby had like an hour interview. It was a great interview. I remember this. And the crazy thing is, when I see Shelby in passing, I'm looking at her like, yo, I know you. From somewhere, but I can't really pinpoint where. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy because she probably like, girl, I interviewed you. And I'm like, don't remember I that. do not remember it. It was in um, the Fly Young showroom. That's so Look. sad. <laughs> Listen, 
I'm gonna find pictures. Oh no! Yeah, I'm gonna. Hopefully, I can find the audio to this. I, listen, you embarrassing for real, for real. Listeners, we're gonna find this. <laughs> <laughs> you embarrassing. So, what year did you finally get into professionally acting? Um, I believe it was 2013. Okay. I believe that is when um, there goes the neighborhood. The stage play okay. um, was showcased. I could be wrong by the year, but I believe it was 2013. That was my first lead opportunity, and it was stage. So, yeah, 2013, 2014. So, when that kicked off, like, you did it, you, you're the lead. Did it click? Like, okay. Absolutely. It was the adrenaline rush. Because, I mean, with stage, like I said before, we weren't uh, recording at that time. But mm-hmm. it's a, you know, you only get one opportunity to do it right on stage, right? I'm about to tell y'all something embarrassing. I'm on stage and I forgot my line. Completely forgot. Like, mm-hmm. completely forgot. But I'm working with professionals that were able to, like, take it into their own hands mm-hmm. and bring it back to me. And it it, it was flawless. But... That's why I feel like film is for me um, because you only got one chance to do it right when it comes to stage. But it's an adrenaline rush that is out of this world. It's like performing on stage. It's like when rappers go on stage and they get that first high. Mm. It's like, yo, I got to get that back. I got to do that again. And I feel like I get that same thing with, with films. So... When you um, was on stage, it, this was like a, a United States tour, right? Um, or was it this just was, a local thing? This was a local thing. Okay. Yeah, it was local. We did a full weekend. I think it was three nights. It was, um, I can't remember the museum that it was in, but it was right off what we're downtown. Okay. Yeah. So you, you got a chance to perform in front of all your family and mm-hmm. friends. Yep. That's dope. Yeah. So would you ever be interested in doing a, a a tour around the United absolutely. States. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wouldn't I'd take that quickly. So what was the first time you was on actual film? 2015. Okay. Okay, so this is a journey for real. So I started modeling um almost a year out of high school. Mm-hmm. And the photographer that I was working with was working with um, the shoe lady who is the shootique. And she's also a writer and she wrote her first, I don't know if it was her first book, but one of her first books. And she used my picture on the cover of her book. And the response that she was getting back from the book, she was like, yo, I'm going to turn this into a stage play. So the same person that I was on the book was the same person that I got casted for in the stage play. Okay. Now the stage play did so good, like people literally were screaming for an encore. Mm-hmm. She turned the stage play into a feature film, and I got casted as the same girl that I was on the book that was in the play that's also in the movie. Okay. So that was the transition in mm-hmm. the film. Yeah, that was crazy. So you was the were you the lead on the, in the play, or would you just? I was a supporting actor. Okay. Yep. I was the best friend to the lead. Okay. Yeah. So then in the movie, it was the same. The same exact thing. So how was that transition? So it went from stage to film. So it went from big to subtle. It went from learning how to bring it down. You know what I'm saying? It was a. You was able to grow into it. Absolutely. Yeah, Definitely. That's when I knew right there. I'm like, oh, I like movies. This is dope. Like, this is way better. Than- way better. Way, way better. It was. I, I really can't even put to put it into words, mm-hmm. but it was an experience. You know what I'm saying? From coming off a of stage. Oh, I got a list. You hear that? That's that's when I knew when radio. Like, yo, <laughs> when you hear yourself with that. <laughs> But that's when I knew, though, like from opening that curtain, ain't no going back. But on that set, you know, all right, cut. Let's redo that action. 
And it, it's, it was just a better opportunity for me. <laughs> so what was your first time being the feature in the film? The main? Oh, my first um, lead yes. lead was Birthday Behavior. Okay. Which is a, a great movie. I'm I'm proud of that film. Yeah. I'm proud of that um, because for a very long time during my career, I was always, I always felt as though, well, maybe they don't think I'm strong enough to be a lead. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm here. I'm putting in the work. I don't complain. I show up on time. I'm asking questions. Like, I'm really here. And I'm letting them know, like, I want this. Right? But, nope. We're going to cast you as her. And it's like, all right, I'm going to do it either way. But, God. And finally, I got the opportunity to show that I can be trusted with a bigger role. And Moolah Films gave me that. I'm forever grateful for that because it's it's been able to open doors for me. Shout out to Moolah Films. So, um, going from that, your first, I'm the lead. How does it feel to go from a, a movie, a full feature movie, to going to a TV show with... McGraw-Ave. It feels the same to it's me. It's the same? It feels the same to me. So, it... How do I want to uh, phrase this? Because y'all doing episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's, it could be, it's the same as doing a movie. Okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. It, it pretty much is the same. It's just given to y'all differently. Like yep. with a feature film, you getting everything. Everything at once. But yeah. with McGraw Ave, we gonna tease y'all. We gonna let y'all sit for a week, give y'all another one. And now McGraw Ave people, I mean, my inbox goes. When is season two? Yeah. When is season two? Hey Ed, y'all y'all rehearsing? Y'all on set? Y'all about to drop it? I'm like, yeah. yo. <laughs> season two on the way. Like I can't say nothing else besides yeah. season two is on the like, way. I enjoy that. Like I enjoy Snowfall. That's like, awesome. I need, like, how Snowfall, I dog. I need season four or season five of Snowfall. I need this season two. Man, it's, it just feels good to be a part of something that's moving so quickly mm-hmm. and getting so much notoriety and, and being able to be like, yo, you old girl, you old girl from, um, yeah. And it's like, yeah, but that's not why I do it. But at the same time, it feels good to be recognized for what you do. I appreciate that. It's really a good st- Now, I will say I have not watched McGraw-Ave all the way through. Okay. Uh, it is my first sex scene. So it's like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't want to see it yet. So we're going to get into that question, then we're going to get out of it. Yeah. How did you prepare for that mentally? Um, well, first of all, I knew that eventually in my career, I was going to have to have sex scenes. Mm -hmm. I'm a sexy person and that's not being cocky at all. Like it's just knowing who you are as a woman and you got sex appeal. That's Mm -hmm. just what it is. So I knew it was going to come. I didn't know it was going to come this early, but I knew it was going to come. And when it came, you know, me and murder, we had our conversation and I'm very comfortable with him. He is an absolute dope person, like very <laughs> humble, cool, cool dude. And um, it wasn't a lot of practice to do. It was it was literally something that we was like, we about to go knock this out. Ed. We yeah. about to make this shit dope. We took a few shots of Remy and we made it work. We got on set. It was no nervousness or anything that came to it. Like we really just we wanted to make it as believable as possible. And that's exactly what we did. I think um, getting out of that, I think Michigan is such a epicenter of talent. Absolutely. Whether it's music, um, movies, mm-hmm. like we have like our own community of these classic movies that I wish the world the world get to see. Oh, well, yeah. they, they get to see because um, a lot of some stuff is on Amazon Prime and stuff like yep, that. Yep, and Tubi. Like, it's really taken off. Like, I literally was on Tubi yesterday, turned on the app on my TV, and, like, all independent films just pop up. 
And it's just like you can literally handpick and just find stuff that shout out of Chicago, shout out of the city, shout out of New York. And you're like, whoa, everybody is really working. And this is some good quality, good stuff. And it is letting people know you don't need this huge production behind it. Mm-hmm. You don't. I, and I don't want to say like you don't need the white man. You don't. You don't. You can make the opportunity yourself. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I think that's so dope, especially with us from Michigan. It's because we have like this, uh, for years, going on years, it was a, a crab in a barrel, I think, crab in a bucket uh, mm-hmm. type of thing where as soon as a person get up to the top, somebody's pulling you down. Yeah. And I think now everybody is helping out everybody. I, I, I definitely have to agree with that. Like, I feel like we've seen so much of everybody trying to pull each other down that I don't I don't know what happened in the universe to make everybody, like, switch it up, but I love what it's doing mm-hmm. for our people and how supportive everybody has been towards each yeah. other. It's really working for everybody. Like, if you can show support to somebody and you get that same love back, just keep passing it. If we keep passing it, mm-hmm. we all going to be great. It's, it's destined for us to be great anyway. But if we can just pull it all together, huh? Yes. Come on. I really, I want the world to see what we have here. Mm-hmm. It's like movies like uh, Buffed Up and Birthday Behavior or our artists like Cash Kid. Yeah. Like, everybody needs to see this. Mm-hmm. So, um, what would be your dream role? Hmm. Hmm. I will say most of the films that I have been casted for, I either have been the best friend or the mistress, right? I wouldn't mind being like the domesticated wife. You know what I'm saying? Like a real one. You know what I'm saying? I I wouldn't mind being that. That's who I am by nature anyway. But I wouldn't mind showing people that I can be something else other than this. Um, I also wouldn't mind being a superhero eventually. I, I wouldn't mind being Catwoman. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it at all. I would go on record and say anybody can be better than Halle Berry as Catwoman. Yeah. So, Halle, Halle dope. She dope. But whew, that movie was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, get that Marvel money. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I would, I wouldn't mind. I want to, I want to, I want projects that are outside of the box. You want to diversify your portfolio. Absolutely. I, I want to be given the opportunity or create the opportunity myself to show people that I'm, I'm not. I don't have to have these type of roles. You know what I'm saying? I actually wouldn't mind playing a man, an old man. I play around with voices all the time. Um, I can definitely do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like me and my best friend, we created Rufus and Roosevelt. I don't know if you guys heard it. We we did it like four Christmases ago. And people still talk about it. Like, oh my God, please bring back Rufus and Roosevelt. And we went Christmas caroling without our wives. Like, that's that's the storyline. That's dope. But everything was like comedy. You know what I'm saying? I just play with it. Oh, hey, yo, what's we going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, just doing all that crazy stuff. That's that's the stuff I want to do. I want to do outside the box. So, um, I asked you a dream movie. Dreamcast. Let's pick uh, you, five other people. Oh, my God, five? Five. Because look, we, we'll be here all day if it's a fool. <laughs> um, Regina Hall. Fire. Absolutely love her. She is by far my favorite. Mm-hmm. To see her from, you know, these goofy, goofy roles yes. and to be taken much more serious, I, I love it. Um, Regina King, she plays with voices as well. She inspires me to be a voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um. And she's a boss. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's a boss boss. Mm-hmm. She does a lot that people don't even really see or don't even really know that she does. But um, um, I don't know if this is my cast or if these are my favorite actors. Uh, who else would I do? Um, I would probably say 
what is his name? Um, shoot, I don't remember his name, so I'm gonna come up with someone else. Oh, I wouldn't mind Denzel being like my dad. I wouldn't mind that. Okay. I wouldn't mind Denzel being my dad and like Regina Hall being my older sister and maybe Regina King being like my aunt. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't know. This is on the spot right here. Uh, I hate saying, uh, you got me saying, uh, you got me saying, uh, uh, um, help me. (laughs) We got three. We got three. Okay. Oh, did I? uh, Yep. I said Viola Davis. Did I say Viola Davis? I would definitely put Viola Davis okay. crying self in there. She is so dope. Like, maybe she's like my grandma. Okay. Not saying that she's old, but, like, she gives you that that hierarchy, like, type. She tells you what to do type mm-hmm. type vibe. Like, she could be my granny for okay. sure. What's that, four? We got one more. Well, we need a best friend. We need a best friend. Or, or a husband. Because you said you want to be a wife in your movie. And then I did Michael, what's his name? Ely? No. He played in, yeah, yeah. Michael B. Jordan, Jordan, he can be my man in real life, in fake life, (laughs) (laughs) in dreams, like, yes. (laughs) All of that, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's my all-star team, but I, I absolutely wouldn't mind working with any of them yeah. at all. So um, now you're in front. Uh, you're in front of the camera. Do you have dreams of being behind the camera? Absolutely. In the aspect of writing and and directing. Directing. Yes, I definitely want to direct. Um, firstly, I, I want to direct music videos. Like. I want to direct music videos. <laughs> I think we grew up in an era where music videos was big. And it was a story to it tell. Was a story, yeah. But that's not happening anymore. And I want to I want to be a part of bringing that back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I definitely want to direct. Uh, I have been writing for years though. Okay. I have a few shorts under my belt. I have 3 feature films like completely done that are just sitting for the right time. Yeah. Um but yeah, definitely behind the scene. I don't always want to be in front of the camera. Yeah. I definitely want to want to put that work behind the scenes. I I feel like that's one of my callings for sure. I think I just want to write one classic cult movie, and I'm out. That's it. You like? I'm out. I'm done. The, the world loves me. I'm out. <laughs> and I want to come back, and we we create a dud. Yeah, it's that pressure. It's the pressure. If you bring that fire, you got to be better than what you just brought. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like writing books. It's the same thing. Like you had a bestseller, that next mm-hmm. one got to be better. It's a lot of pressure with that. Yeah, it's like Harry Potter. Yeah, you know how much pressure she had. Yeah, I mean, a lot of pressure because. I mean, what what are they on now? Like Harry I Potter been out for like forever. They stopped at eight or nine. It was beyond that. I think eight or nine was the last book. Sheesh. But then she started writing like offsprings of it. But you know, she's buku rich. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, see. And it all it was started from like uh she was just writing out ideas on a napkin. Mm-hmm. Which is wild. That's how I start. I mean, I, I have a notebook by my bed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you got that that idea that come to you randomly, I try to write write it down as soon as it's in my head because you know how we, we will forget mm-hmm. in 30 seconds. Like, oh, yeah. what was that? Shoot, let me write that down. Like, oh, I can't remember. I, I try my best to keep a pen and a piece of paper by my bed because I really do want to write. Like, I really do want to push myself mm-hmm. as a writer, actor, you know what I'm saying, director, I want to do all that, even if it's a lyric. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got voice memo in my iPhone, and it might be, it it might not even be a, a actual lyric. It might be like a um, what is that? Like I'm trying to come up with with what that is. Like it might be, I might be hearing a melody. A melody. There it is. I might hear a melody, 
And I just hum it in my song real in, in my phone real quick. Like, like whatever it is, like, and come back to it maybe a week or something later, like, oh shoot, let me add on to this. Let me let me see. So you're a writer on all spectrums. All spectrums. Definitely. That's fire. Yeah. I'm tapping into everything that God has given me and I'm not sleeping on myself no more. I can't afford to. I want to get Hollywood out of putting black people in the stereotypical roles. Yeah. Yes. I'm over it. We all are. We all are. And we've shown that we're able to be beyond what y'all want to put us in. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm so into the, um, the movie scene Detroit has or what New York has, or what Atlanta has. Because it's like, this shit is better than what y'all doing. And y'all have billions of dollars. Yeah. Big, big budgets. Big, dumb budgets. And the fact that we can make it happen on little budgets is amazing. That's the potential right there. Like, if we just had it, oh my God, what we could do. Mm -hmm. But it's coming. And we'll take what we can get. You know what I'm saying? And we gonna make it look like it was bigger than what it really was. But that's black people in general. That's absolutely from, the beginning to from noodles to movies, <laughs> from meals to movies. We we gonna make it work. It's that's just what we do, like you said. So, what advice do you have for the next generation of young ladies or young men coming up and want to be not just an actress or actor on TV or um, movies, like want to do plays or anything? What advice do you have for them? To do it and don't wait on nobody else. Don't wait for somebody else to, to, to push you to do it. If it's in your heart and you want to act, create the opportunity for yourself. With all these platforms that we have, we really can be whatever we want to be. And it's so cliche because back in the day, you know, when we was kids, oh, you can be whatever you want to be, right? It's like, oh, you go to school, be a doctor, be a lawyer, you know, go fight for your rights, right? Now you got Instagram, you got Snapchat, you got TikTok, you got, that ain't even all of them. You literally can be what you want to be. Don't sleep on yourself. Like literally go out and do it. Don't wait on nobody else. Don't wait on your friends. Don't wait on nobody to, to tell you that you can do it. If you believe in yourself, go and do it and show them what you got. And if they still sleeping on you, keep going. Never quit on you. That's what I would tell them. That's what I would tell me back in the day. Like, do it. So you was hesitant? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I And it's not because of anyone else. I think that we have, we can get into our own way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I got into my own way a, a few times. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I finally have breaking out of that mode. Like... Listen, if it's on my heart, I'm going to do it. If they don't rock with it, they don't rock with it. But I'm I'm definitely going to do it. And that's what's gotten me this far in the first place. It's been slowed in, but it's starting to pick up traction. And I'm, I'm happy for where I'm at right now. And um, a lot of great things are on the way. I can't really speak on a lot of stuff, but I'm happy to be in the position I am. I'm, I love the fact that my journey went the way that it went. And um, I'm just looking forward to the great things. So before we get out of here, we getting out. Oh my oh, god, we can talk for both. Sheesh, I was just not getting comfortable. I get comfortable now. <laughs> before we get out of here, oh, I forgot to say Eddie Murphy. Eddie. Did you see the uh, the pictures they released from uh, Coming to America? Absolutely. I wish. <sighs> I hope the whole cast stay alive so I can be in the next one. like yeah i seen that i love that you know what i'm saying i hope that ice cube you know what i'm saying shot films before um tiny passed away okay. i hope that they finished that what was that that would have been the fourth friday yeah fourth friday of the month i don't know what they would have named it but yeah, I, don't, I don't think that would have been awesome yeah, to be able to drop even, that they even started I know it's been in talks for years. You know, because you never know. Chris Tucker. Because I know John Witherspoon wasn't mm. going to do 
in his situation, but he said they were saying he was in contract talks. So see, they were supposed to do that. They mm-hmm. sat too long on that. You you can't yeah. replace people like that, can't and you be. can't even create something like that without monumental people like yeah. pops. You can't. You might as well throw that away. It's like the Boondocks, they're coming back, and um, mm. once again, it was a negotiations for him to repri- you know redo his role, but he ended up dying. So um, his son, who sounds a thousand percent just like him, okay, or or he could copy his voice. Wanted an audition for the role, and they picked somebody else. And they picked somebody else, yo. That's crazy because. Possibly Regina King could probably sound like him. I wouldn't put it past her yeah. at all. Yeah, if you, but dang, if you ever have the opportunity to um go on YouTube and have John Witherspoon's son, he talks just like him. Why wouldn't they cast? And he's a voice him? actor, like he does cartoons and all that stuff. And they they pick somebody else. Uh, that's the dream. Voice acting right there. Mm-hmm. That's the dream. Ultimately, like uh, you can go so far just. Sitting right in your, the comforts of your own home, recording like you are somebody else. Who is the the black girl who she is like the most famous vo- voice for cartoons? No, it's not Regina King. It's the light skinned girl from a different world. You know the show Different World. Yeah. The light skinned oh, girl. Oh, um, she was kind of goofy. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Um. Right. What is her name? Curly hair. Curly uh, hair. She is like. What is her name? I cannot think of her name. I but she did that. She done done over like fifty cartoon character voices. She does Susie from uh fucking Rugrats. Yeah. Mm, I don't remember her name. Look, you got me about to Google. <laughs> I gotta know her name. <sighs> and but there's so many people like that who's in Hollywood who just be like, man, I'd rather just do this. Yeah. I'm making just about the same as showing up on set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Like the voice of the dude, the voice of SpongeBob. Like that's all I need. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's the life, man. Yeah. That's the life. Once you, once you, once you make a certain amount of money, and you just like, yeah, I'm just gonna start doing little voices. Yeah, like that's it. You live, brother. You lived. And then don't be so good. You could do multiple voices. Like Regina King, she do Huey and Riley. Yep. Oh, we need double. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she getting to it for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't see her retiring anytime soon. And anytime. she's still amazing and regular act, you know. Mm-hmm. She still won an Academy Award. She's um, a producer, director, and she's a writer. And she a superhero. Yep. <laughs> You see what I'm trying to be like? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get on that yeah. for sure. Yeah, most definitely. What's five favorite movies of all time? Listen, why are you doing that? Because once again, if I coming to America, boomerang. Wow. <sighs> Dang. Shoot. Um, I got another one right after this one too. Go continue. I'm tired of you. You said we was about to leave. <laughs> we expanded there. Um, oh my God. I hate when you do this to me. This ain't even right. Stop recording. Drew's over there. Got the camera all in my face. Um, we need to pause and go to commercial break. We need to come back. Let me heal. Because, let me see, Boomerang, coming to America. Um, I throw Friday in there because I can literally, literally say every freaking line from the movie. Absolutely. Um, What's your favorite? My favorite? My favorite movie of all time is The Wood. The Wood is classic. The Wood and then I'm going to make her booty jiggle. The wood is good. Um, the wood is super bad. I can listen to that. I mean, I can look at those every day. Super bad was a classic. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Not too bored. Listen, we got, we got <laughs> like 50 years of movies. You know. 
what else can I say is on my list of classic movies I love? Um, The Wood, of course. Super bad. I ain't gonna lie, I do like Pulp Fiction. If you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, you definitely should go. I mean, not go see it, but (laughs) go look it up. Absolutely. Is in that situation at the end. Django is on my list of Django. Django is amazing. Um, Wolf on Wall Street. It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh. Oh shit! You can cuss on here. Yeah. Okay. Shit. No. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You got Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. I'm stuck. Yeah. I, what? I got one more. Um. Um. Uh, Bad Wolf on Wall Street, Django, S4, and then Poetic Justice. I'm at hang up the phone, hang up the put the mic down. You ain't never seen Poetic Justice, yeah, yeah. I I like Poetic Justice. Um, Tupac did a good job. Um, are we on eight now? Uh, brown sugar. Okay, that's uh, with Sanilate. Sanilate then. Okay. It's a lot of great films that came during the last decade. Okay, my my last one is Batman Returns. That's the one with Joker. American Gangster. That'll be my last one. American Gangster. Okay. To say Let more. me get one. Right. Okay. All right. We we'll give you that, but I ain't gonna say it's better. Yeah. It ain't better than the wood. Juice is better. Than no, it's not, bro. Nah, it ain't better than the Bishop. wood. Bishop is like a Denzel role. We really everybody thought Tupac would kill them. Cause he was a nut. He was. He was bipolar. For real. That was a great. That's Tupac that in real life. Job. Right. <laughs> Tupac just showed up and did what he did. He literally life. didn't have a script. Like, <laughs> it's like, Pac, be you. Pac, be you, please. Action. That's how 50 Cent is now. Like, Kanan, I believe 50 Cent is like Kanan. I can't wait to see Raising Kanan. I can't wait till we get to, to that portion. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be crazy. Are y'all watching? Um, I'm not watching... See, I stopped watching Power after season two. <sighs> so I may I may have watched like a few episodes of season three, but then I was like, man, I'm over this. But then I did see the last like three episodes of the before the season finale. The I, is it called the Book of Ghosts? Yeah, it it's really good. With Tariq um, in it, right? Yeah, Tariq is actually doing so great that ghosts ain't even needed. It's like I thought. I'm like, oh my god, they need ghosts. Like they need him in this, but now it's like, whoa, it's he really stepped up. Yeah. Like Tyreek is really hot. Like he really dope. Mm-hmm. It's really starting to to break down some things, and I'm um I'm all in. I can't wait to see Raising Canaan though, because I already know that's gonna be crazy. Yeah. I'm all in. I'm all, all in. Power. Spin-off seem like they're gonna be interesting. Agreed. I can't wait to see Tommy very. What they? What's that one called? It's going to be good. Because he like MIA right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, it's crazy. 50 Cent. Uh, the one show he has on ABC is great. About my man who uh, was in jail and got himself out of jail. Um, What's the name what's, of that? What's the name of that? I've seen a few episodes of it. And that shit is amazing. I think I watched an episode of that. But it is really good. Like. Oh, it's on the tip of my mouth. I hate when that happens yeah. when the name is right there, but your mouth like no. <laughs> and then 50 said he's dropping the BMF uh, TV show. Yeah, and it's some Detroit actors that like most likely will be playing some key roles. Yeah. Um, 
like that literally campaign like that they're going to do this it's it's dope that he did the auditions the way that he did looking for specific people yeah. that not only look like the characters but actually can act he's not looking for just a-list actors yep. you know what i'm saying he's looking for from the bottom up you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying he's scraping through everybody and that's one thing that i do appreciate the way that they cast and stuff now um because <laughs> coming up it was always about popularity it was always about oh everybody know you i want you to do this and it was less about talent but now talent is overshadowing this these followers and you know what i'm saying this popularity thing that's going on that was my thing about radio Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, my man's gonna get this job before you. Even though you better, he gonna get that job because that's my man. Yeah, he gonna yeah, he gonna bring a couple more listeners. Yeah. But I went to school for this. Like I know how to do this. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, things are changing. Yeah. It's good. It's and it's all good. It's all good things. Hundred percent. I appreciate y'all uh having me here. So before we get out of here, once again, I want more. <laughs> okay. I'm if so you had sick. to remake one movie, what would it be? We ain't even go to commercial. Um, I would have to say, what's the? It's the movie with Big Mama. Soul food? Soul food. I, I do soul food. Most definitely. I definitely do soul food. It's a lot of iconic roles in there. It's a lot of good shit happening in that movie. I definitely wouldn't mind that. Most food low-key amazing. Really? I don't even know why I ain't even put that in my faves. Right. Soul food was dope. Yeah. Most definitely. I definitely picked that what though. What happened to dog? The little nigga. Who? What was that nigga name? Ahmad? Uh, <laughs> who left the, the, the tile in the kitchen? Dog was, was in some movies. He was for a minute. He was for a That's minute. Weird. He tried. He brought balls to his hood. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, that is the eighth installment of Sophisticated Ignorance. I would like to thank Ebony for coming through, giving us a wonderful interview. Thank you guys for having me. I've been wanting to do this with y'all for a minute. So it's really dope to be here with y'all and vibe out with y'all. Once we got truly appreciate it, uh, let them know where they can find you at and any upcoming projects you got. You can find me on all social media as Ebony Tates. Um, we'll really only have two. <laughs> I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter sometimes, but still Ebony Tates. Twitter too wild, man. I be I had to get off. Yeah, so it's X rated. I'm on there to promote, and I'm out, bud. It's X rated. I'm also on Clubhouse um, at Ebony Tates, and uh, you can definitely look for McGraw Ave too. Um, you can also look for uh, Birthday Behavior too. Um, I also just finished a project in um, October called Good Thief completely different production team that I was working with. So you can definitely look forward to that next year as well. And uh, other great things I can't speak on yet, but just follow me on my social media and you'll find out. You can find me at Prince underscore McFly. Drop the Y at the EI. That's on all social media platforms. You can also find us at the burbs network.com. On that note, we are out. Bye. That's all I have.